0: If you have your Bibles and you want to turn to Acts chapter 1, we are still in this series called uh, The New Beginning, talking about the early church in in, in the book of Acts. I have a question for you, though. How many of you have ever gotten a phone call and ignored it? Right, we've probably all done this. Do what? You got a phone call from Seattle during dinner. Okay, that's weird. Uh, Now, how many of you look at it and see who it is and then ignore it? I have done this many times, right? I, uh, My old roommate, John, for some reason while we were in Orlando, he was calling me all week long, and we talk like once every three months. Um, so, But he called me like three or four times during the week, and I just ignored ignore it every time because I was always busy. But uh, Now, how many of you guys ignore a phone call because you don't know where it's from? Like if you see a number you don't have, you don't pick it up. You're like, if they need to leave a voicemail, they can leave a voicemail, right? That's how I am too. I rarely pick up a number that I don't already have in my phone. Um, Well, tonight we're going to talk about two guys who got called, okay? We're in Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 26, and and I'm just going to read it for you, and then we'll kind of jump in here. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 15 and going through verse 26. It says in those days Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about hundred and twenty, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago, through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field, there he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akeldama, that is field of blood. For said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. So what we have here, of course, Jesus has died and Judas betrayed Jesus. And so Judas went and hung himself. Okay. Judas, he was a disciple, uh, and, and he betrayed Jesus with, with a kiss on the cheek in in the garden of of Gethsemane. And then, uh, he went and hung himself. He realized what he did, and, and, and he went and hung himself. He's dead. So they have to fill his spot in the apostles. we got 12 disciples. He says, okay, we need, they say, we need another disciple. We've got to fill his spot because that's what the Psalms had said. It's what, Math, or, it's what David had predicted would happen back in the Psalms. So here we have this, this situation, and we have two guys here. We, we, we have Peter and we have Matthias, okay? Now Peter received his call. Way back in Matthew, okay, uh, Peter, or Jesus said to Peter and about Peter, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So that's back in Matthew 16, weeks and years probably before this particular story happens, but Jesus said, hey, Peter, you're the rock that I'm going to build my church on. Okay, this is a big moment for Peter. You know, uh, I know a few of you guys have gone to camp, and you feel like you've been called into ministry, and that same thing happened to me, and that's kind of what that is. That's a big, a big obvious moment moment where where Jesus looked at Peter and said hey you I'm going to use you for this specific purpose and you're going to be the rock that I build my church on but uh but but Matthias has a whole different story here in Acts chapter one you know Matthias he's one of a couple guys and and how did they how did they decide that Matthias Matthias was going to be the next the, the new disciple what did they do they prayed and what else did they do yes somebody said it say it up they cast lots. What does that mean? Anybody know? It means they rolled the dice. Yeah, it, it literally means they, you know, basically rolled the dice. It was a game of chance, and uh, they prayed over it. And this was actually not that uncommon at those times that they would pray and say, "Okay, Lord, we want you to use this this dice, this game of chance, to to help, you know, to show us what your will is." And so that's what they did. They uh, they cast lots and 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 see some because sometimes. We get put into a situation where we have the opportunity to lead, and it seems like an accident, or it seems like coincidence, and that's kind of what it seems like. Oh, so they just threw some dice? You know, it's like they flipped a coin. Like, okay, heads it's Matthias, tails it's justice, right? Like, and, and so it seems accidental, but it wasn't. It was the, the, it was the will of the Lord through that particular way. You know, um, speaking from my experience, I, uh, two years ago, when I was uh, looking, or about two and a half years ago, when I, when I quit teaching to become a pastor, I never thought I was going to be a youth pastor. I thought I was going to be just a worship pastor. Uh, but that wasn't what the Lord had for me. You know, I never thought that less than two years into my time as a pastor, I'd have to basically be serving as an interim senior pastor. That was not a part of the plan the way I had it. But that's the situation that I ended up in here recently. And, and you know, so, so this is a, a situation that the Lord put me in so that I, could, uh, that I could receive this call, even though it wasn't like an obvious boom. It was the situation I ended up in. Now, both of these guys got called, and we see that, but both of them had, had a certain reaction to the call. Okay, see, Peter got called way back in Matthew, Peter, you're going to be the rock that I build my church on. And here we get to Acts chapter 1, and if you remember a couple weeks ago, they were, or three weeks ago, they were in prayer, and uh, you know, Jesus had left, and so they were waiting on their next leader, and, and they're all upstairs in prayer, and what happens in Acts chapter 1, verse 15, what did Peter do? Somebody look it up, do something here, help me out, somebody, that's why you have your Bibles, hopefully. He stood up, yeah, Peter stood up, he says, okay, there's a leadership void here, I guess I'm going to stand up and fill it, this is my time to, uh, to take it. Now, Matthias, what do we, uh, what do we know about, about what he did, what does it say about him at the end of the chapter? It says, they prayed and cast lots and they came to Matthias, what did Matthias do? Yeah, he became one of, the, one of the disciples. All it says is that he was appointed to it, and so he did what he was appointed to do. You know, he didn't argue with it. He didn't turn it down. He said, okay, you know, the will of God is that I'll be the disciple, so I'll be the 12th disciple. Because in both of these cases, no matter which way the calling happens, it's not really an option. Okay? You know, the, the Lord will put us into things where we don't have a choice. If you look at, in Old Testament, we go back to the story of Moses. And, and of course, God showed up to Moses in the burning bush, and, and, and you, you know many of you know the story, most of you guys do, and he said, Moses, you're going to be the one who leads my people out of captivity. What did Moses say initially? He said, no. Why? Anybody know why he said no? Yeah, well, what was his excuse, though? What was the excuse he used? Yeah, he said, I'm not a public speaker. God, I've got a stutter. How can I be a public speaker? Right? He tried to argue with it. Of course, we know that he did. And we, know, we know that he ended up doing exactly what God had called him to do. Of course, you look at Jonah, and uh, we all know what Jonah did. Jonah got called to go and, and preach to Nineveh, and instead he went the opposite way. He ended up in the belly of a fish, and of course, he ended up preaching to, preaching to them anyways, and many got saved, so many repented. In fact, the Bible even says that the animals repented. So, I'm not totally sure how that works, to be honest with you, but that's what the Bible says. Uh, so so when we get called we don't really have a choice and in these kind of situations it's the same thing where we got Peter and we have Matthias and both of them are given a task to do they're given it in different ways and they have different responses but but they both step up to fill the task they both step up to what they're called to see there's a couple different kinds of leadership Peter we know about Peter Peter's famous man Peter he's the you know, he's the rock on which Jesus built his church. And, uh, uh, you know, Peter is what's known as the first among equals because in every list of the disciples in the Bible, Peter comes first. Okay? All 12 disciples, every time they're all listed, Peter is first. Okay? So he's known as the first among equals. And, and we know about Peter. Peter wrote a couple books of the Bible, and and he's heavily featured in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. Um, and, and so that's like a title. You know, that's, that's what we— uh, you know, that's like people who are on stage, people who are pastors per se, or, or maybe it's a teacher, you know, you have a teacher, and, and they have that specific position or the coach or the captain or the, whatever it may be, there's a title here. But, but one thing that I know is that before anybody gets a title, before anybody's deserving of a title, they have to lead by example, right? And, and you guys know this, if, you're, you know, if you've been on a team, you know that hopefully, and I realize there's some politics involved, so let's kind of remove that from the equation for the, for the moment of this. But, you know, it's the person who leads by example who hopefully ends up being the captain of the team, right? Or at least that's what you want. Maybe that's not what happens because of the politics. But you don't want the guy whose dad donated more money to the program to be the captain. You want the guy who does his job, you want the girl who does her job and who sets an example for everybody else. So we have to lead by example before anybody can get a title. But there's this other kind of leadership that Matthias uh, shows, which is not the title, but it is purely leading by example, not leading to a title. Anybody know how many times the word, the name of Matthias is mentioned in the Bible outside of this chapter? Four? Anybody got any other guesses? One? One? three eight who said one all right so austin you're the closest Uh, you said one it's actually zero we never hear the name matthias again in the bible i did a search on bible gateway and and nowhere else in the bible does the name matthias come back up which tells us that that while you know sometimes we get uh we get called to a position where where there's not a big fame thing. you know some people get to be on stage, they get a title, but not everybody does in matthias' case, he was appointed and uh, and he did what he was called to do but 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 he doesn't get a lot of fame okay and and each of us have the opportunity to step up. There's situations where we can step up in church and in school and and on your sports teams and your classes and those kind of things. And, uh, and we're going to talk about some specifics in a minute. But, but I want to give you a quick uh, demonstration here, kind of a, a, a visual example. Um, if you think about a four-way stop, those of you who drive, you'll know what I'm talking about. You think about a four-way stop, right? And anybody ever get really, like, annoyed because nobody knows how to work a four-way stop, right? I'm not the only one? Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So uh, imagine this. is a four-way stop. Two people come up to it they're not across from each other so like they're one next to the other if they hit it at the same time whose job is it to go first yeah yeah the one on the right okay so the one on the right it's his his right of way to go first now anybody else have this where you're the one on the left but the dude on the right like sits there and waves you on like is that right because then both people are wasting more time than necessary if he would go then i could go and it's that same thing when there's a void in leadership, when you see something that needs to happen and everybody's looking around waiting for somebody else to do it, then then nothing gets done. OK, this is what this reminds me of politics. And you know, I'm not a big politics guy. I don't talk much about it. But but the liberal, you know, the, m- too many times the liberal politicians and the liberal news, who do they blame for all the problems? The conservatives. And vice versa, right? The conservatives, Fox News, is always blaming the liberals. They're not looking for a solution. They're just looking to blame somebody else. And it's that same four-way stop kind of mentality thing that's going on there where, you know, everybody's waiting on somebody else to do something. Nobody actually wants to step up and take, uh, take a leadership role. Nobody wants to step up and actually accomplish anything. They just want to watch somebody else not accomplish things. Now, what are some situations in school i want you to think school specific here what are some situations where you can take a leadership role in your school okay what are some situations okay first priority absolutely we're going to get to that in a second i am going to talk about that yes inviting friends to first priority what else think more school related things not just churchy things at school but just in school Okay? Being a good example in class. Yeah, doing your work, not arguing with the teacher, simple stuff like that, you know? Um uh, not to be a suck up, but simply to set a good example for those around you, okay? And, a- anybody else? Anybody got anything else? What about the opportunities to to be in a to be in a leadership position, you know, some of you are in a situation where you may have the opportunity to have a title. You may have the opportunity to be the captain of a team or you know i know some of you are in student government or senate or whatever um these kind of things where yeah there's you know there are leadership positions that need to be filled and i you know we need to have a godly person in there so there's those kind of situations okay uh tate you mentioned first priority yeah Um, if you don't know what first priority is, it's a youth group in the schools that meets during lunch once a week, Permian, Odessa, Bonham and Bowie have it right now. And if you go to one of those schools, you ought to be going to first priority. Okay. It's a great ministry on your campus. And, and just the example of going to that is a good example for those around you. Okay. It it shows, you know, the, the commitment to Jesus and, and the fact that, that Jesus is not just a church thing, you know, and you can take Jesus to the schools, um, if you're at a school that doesn't have it, I think Ector's the only one we have represented here that doesn't have it. But uh, and so Draven, but you know, and if you've got friends at other schools or whatever, they have the opportunity to to start a club. Shane, the new director uh, who's moved here to take over for Laura Beth, he is looking to get. He wants every school to have a have a, a first priority, you know. And and after this semester, he's really gonna, you know, he's gonna start a push uh hopefully right after the christmas break to get into a couple other schools you can be a part of that you have the opportunity to be a leader in that and to uh you know be the start of, be a part of the start of something great at your school okay and uh and what about here at the church what about here at the church you know how how can you serve okay mow the lawn i know harley you've done that you've mowed the lawn yep and uh what else Okay, yeah, you know, we're going to hopefully sometime here this fall, going to be working on a youth room and uh, being a part of that, being a part of helping that happen. Um, some of you were here, you helped serve in the, uh, when, we, when we did the work day and worked on the children's room upstairs. Yeah, those are all good things, um, but I'm thinking more on a regular basis. Those are kind of project-based events. I'm talking about, every, you know, something you can do regularly to serve. How about things like just simply cleaning up your mess on Wednesday nights? Help stay in after and, you know, just, it just takes two, two or three minutes if more than one person is doing it to clean up all the trash that gets left up on a Wednesday night because normally I have to do it Thursday morning. What about, uh, and many of you serve on the worship team, but here, I'm going to tell you guys, I would love for my only job on Wednesday nights to be to preach. I didn't have to do the welcome. I didn't have to do announcements. I didn't have to do games. You know, I've already obviously I don't have to lead worship, and I'm grateful that I can give these guys the opportunity to uh, to do that. And but 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 I would love to only have to do the preaching on Wednesday night to not have to do anything else. You know, and that's not to guilt anybody into anything. But but if you have skills, if you have abilities that you want to develop, you know, or if you're good with coming up with games, and man, come talk to me. I'll make you the game master, and we can knock it out. You know, if you. Uh, Uh, Whatever it may be there are opportunities for you to serve we need greeters on Sunday mornings We need tech people and some of you have helped out in those things before But you know, there's never a shortage of things to do around here And 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 there's all kind of stuff and that's an opportunity for you to step up How many of you guys have ever been somewhere you've been to a church service or to an event and you notice something that either wasn't done or wasn't done well or maybe it was done differently than you're used to seeing it. Like, I, anytime I visit a church, these are things that I notice. I'll give you an example. For me, I get really bothered when the lyrics to the praise and worship are wrong, or when the grammar is really bad, or the formatting is really terrible. Like, it just bothers me. Okay, those of you who are at Camp 2 with us, you know that I kind of took that upon myself. I knew Russell was crazy busy, and so I took it upon myself to do that, not so that I could, everybody could go, hey, look what Tony did, but just because it needed to be done, and I had the opportunity and the time to do it. You know, and it's things like that when, when you see something that you think should be fixed or you think could be done differently or better, you have two choices. You can either become a critic or you can become a leader. You can either sit back and complain about why it's being done wrong or you can step up and help, okay? You can offer your services to help with whatever that is. And that includes at school, that includes here, wherever you are, you have the opportunity to either be a critic or to be a servant leader, and so as we close tonight, I want you to think about that. I want you. To, I, there's a couple things I want to challenge you to do. I want you to a, look for leadership voids. Look for the opportunity, like Matthias and Peter, to step up into leadership, to lead by example, and maybe even to come to a title. But but primarily to lead by example. Look for the opportunities, and then b, when you see those opportunities, to do it. It's one thing to see an opportunity. And, and, and just sit there and see that something needs to be done. It's a whole nother thing to actually start doing it. So, so that's the challenge for you out of this scripture, um, to step up into the leadership and into the calling that God has placed on your life. Some of you, it's full-time ministry, and you're already beginning to train for that and to walk in that calling. But many of you, it's not. Many of you, it's just to be a leader in the church and to be a leader in the schools and one day to be a leader at your job and in your families. And, and you know, and, and that's not a bad thing. We need those things as much or more as we need preachers and pastors. I mean, you know, uh, the body, Paul refers to the church as the body a lot. And, you know, it's said many times, what good is the head without the arms, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, no matter what the call is, no matter what the leadership opportunity is, I want you to step up and fulfill it and meet that. Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for uh, God for the word that you have given us. God, we thank you for the things that we can learn from it, uh, the things that we can take away from it, and uh, and God, I just pray that you would give us opportunities, put us in places where. where there are leadership voids and where we can step up and serve not for our glory but for your glory God and and I pray that when we see those opportunities God whatever they may be that we would be bold and strong and we would step up into those and not be afraid like Moses or like like Jonah but that we would be bold like Peter to stand up and do as you have given us the opportunity to do. God, that, that your work in us would be so strong that, that it's overflowing in those situations. That your word in us would be, would be just an, an overwhelming presence in our lives. And that we would share that with those around us when the opportunities arise. And that whether it be a, a spiritual leadership or whether it be just a, a leadership in a class or on a team or in a school, God. That, that all those types of things, all those voids would be filled, God, by godly people. Lord, because that's what you've called us to do, is to be an example for those around us and to set the example for the world, Lord, to set the standard that the world follows and not follow the world's standard. God, we thank you, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.